Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered Today. Welcome to Journey with Judy, a weekly podcast filled with faith-infused inspiration, information, and an opportunity for implementation. Now, here is speaker, coach, author, and host, Judy Hare. You are journeying with Judy right here on the Journey with Judy podcast. Our topic this evening, the first week of Advent 2020, is hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. And see, I don't know about you, but I can tell you about me. I've lived a life in uh, great anticipation of immediate gratification. So I just wanted what I wanted when I wanted it. And if I got what I want, what I wanted, when I wanted it, things usually went pretty smoothly for me. And I believe that we kind of are a generation who wants instant gratification. Like we don't want to wait for a hamburger. We don't want to wait for a coffee. We don't want to wait for just about anything. So what's super interesting is we're entering into the season of Advent. This is week one of our Advent season. And what's so cool is we get to stop whining and complaining, rather start believing and receiving 
all that this amazing season has to offer for us. So I pulled a file from last year, right about this time, first week of Advent, and it was so interesting what I was hurry up, hurrying up and waiting for. I noted that I was like, hurry up, let's go to Walgreens, where I waited for my daughter. Hurry up, where I waited for traffic. Hurry up, where I waited for a parking spot. Hurry up, where I waited for the kiosk. Hurry up, where I waited even longer for my four billion images to download for our amazing family picture. Hurry up and wait for the assistance because the people were not staffed properly at the store I was shopping at. And then I went to Walmart and did all the same waiting. So here's what's so cool about the waiting. Not only am I waiting, but apparently you have been waiting too because we will have wasted seven and a half years waiting. Not just me, but and you too, because after seven in seven and a half years, we will have waited in three places. We will have waited five years in line. We will have waited two years on hold and we will have waited six months in traffic. Like that is so crazy to me. So as I was looking back, always to look forward, I was thinking about what I was waiting for recently, you know, this year. And so last week I was hurry up, hurry up, order the pizza, hurry up, order the pizza, and then everybody was waiting. Well, what I didn't realize is when I ordered a pizza from Fontana, California, and not a pizza from Fontana, Wisconsin. And so it takes a really long time to get a pizza from Fontana, California. I don't care how good your darn Uber driver is. So I was waiting for that. And I've also been known to send my man to hurry up, hurry up, order a pizza. And um, it was the Pinos in just a town away. So I'm geographically closing in, at least in proximities to some places and spaces so people don't have to hurry up and wait all the time. All right, so here's the deal. What are you doing while you're waiting? What do we do when we wait? Um, the way I wait today is different than the way I used to wait. So I'm pretty impatient still. However, a lot less patient, impatient than I've been in the past. So right now we're entering into this amazing season of Advent where it is about waiting. The whole premise of the season is waiting. It's a, it's a time in our church year called Advent where by definition we are we're looking at Advent, the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. See, Advent is about coming. Advent is about four weeks of waiting, about preparing, about anticipating for the birth of Christ, right, which we now know has happened, and the second coming of Christ, which many are thinking is pretty much sooner than we think, right? Right. And we don't know that because Jesus didn't even know that. When they were asking Jesus, he was like, listen, my father didn't tell me. And if he told me, I probably wouldn't even tell you anyway. So what are we doing while we're waiting? See, I'm a believer if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So Advent is this thing that causes us the opportunity to wait. To wait patiently. To wait believing it's going to be great. So Advent gets to be an adventure. Advent gets to be an adventure, a journey of preparation. So some of us overachievers always want to be preparing. So this is absolutely a time that encourages us to reflect, 
and two, prepare. What we know about preparing is if we're not preparing, then we're typically repairing, right? If we're not preparing what is to come, we're repairing what's been done, right? It's, it's almost like we sit in these two different camps. So the work is in the wait. The work is in the wait. So while we're waiting, we're working. See, because waiting is not passive, my friends. It is an active waiting for the one to come who is not like anyone else. He's the one to come who does what he says, who is who he says, and follows through all the time, every time. So when I was preparing this talk for a previous group a year ago, we were in the process of getting ready for college, uh, preparing for a wedding, preparing for a retirement, preparing for a, a birth, uh, preparing for just about everything that you can imagine during this time of absolute preparation and waiting. So we were waiting and we were preparing. And as we know, the Advent season has four weeks and those weeks have themes, right? So we're entering into the first week of Advent and don't we just need some hope? So this first week of Advent is about hope. See, hope is about knowing that we are not alone in our longing and desire to be satisfied. Hope is this thing where we anticipate and we yearn for what we absolutely know is yet to come. See, hoping is when we're waiting and we're wishing and we're wanting, believing absolutely that it's going to happen. It's, it's not if, it's when, right? This first week of Advent, what it does is it allows us to empty ourselves in order to be filled in the coming weeks of what really matters. I don't know about any of you. I know for the longest time, Christmas was a holiday. It was a holiday to be celebrated, and it, it, it had no liturgical meaning to me for a really long time. It had no spiritual significance like it does today. So I know that that evolves for many of us over the years. And Advent had be, has become one of my most favorite times, unlike Lent, where there's just, there's a lot of sacrificing. And I love that. This is a different kind of letting go. It's a different kind of anticipation. So week one is hope and week two is love. Now, since we're doing this podcast, the first Wednesday and the last Wednesday of the month, I thought it was wise to just whip us through all four weeks with hope, love, joy, and peace. So we'll talk about love, joy, and peace more, more towards the end of our call tonight. Here's the deal. When hope and love and joy and peace are visible, we change our world. We change our families, we change our marriages, we change our, our parenting, we change our communities, we change our churches. And inevitably, when love and hope and joy and peace are made visible, it seems like all the other stuff becomes invisible, right? Faith and hope and love and peace, now, hope and love and joy and peace make what was seemed impossible absolutely possible. So when everybody says, like, what do you want for Christmas? See, what I know now is I have any, everything that I could ever want. 
everything that I could ever want, I already have. And truth be told, my friends, I love that new song. I think Matthew West sings it. Truth be told, the truth is never told, except on this Zoom call where we're always truth telling and lie dispelling. Because my old list was for Santa. See, my new list is for the Savior. So are we petitioning Santa or are we petitioning the Savior? Because I know way back when I wanted more presence and I had less peace. I know way back when I had, I wanted more of what I couldn't get and couldn't get enough of what I didn't need. See, I wanted more jewels and I had less joy. I wanted more luxuries and I had less love. I wanted more hype. And as a result, I had less hope because I had everything I wanted and nothing I needed. And see, this, this Advent season is a time of leaning in. Leaning into the only need that will ever satisfy every need. See, because every desire remains unsatisfied and it can never be finally and fully satisfied apart from God, right? We know that a heart remains restless until it rests in God. So what does it mean to wait? I don't know, you know me and the acronym, so I made some up. I figure we can either be weary, anxious, intolerant, and trapped, or we can be watchful, appreciative, intentional, and thankful. Are we going to be weary, anxious, intolerant, and trapped, or will our weight look more like being watchful and appreciative and intentional and, a thank, and thankful. Because, see, that's a get-to. See, we get to be those things regardless of the external circumstances because hope trumps anything we might be going through. See, the things we look at change when we change the way we look at things. And when we look at Advent as an opportunity to do the work while we're in the wait, it takes on a whole different meaning. See, I didn't need jewels and presents and luxuries and hype. I needed mercy and forgiveness and reconciliation. And there couldn't be a gift that could ever trump the love, the joy, the peace, and the hope that this season brings, despite what we have navigated. Okay, I have to tell you that my other hurry up and wait story was for four days, I have been not right. Now, some of you are thinking, were you ever right? Will you ever be right? Well, thank you for being truthful with me. What I know is, you know, you're just awful. I have felt off. So I do have two speeds off and wide open. And I was like somewhere in the middle. And so I'm usually this person who talks a lot and acts a little. So I keep talking about the fact that I was having this, these, this chest pain. Um, and here's what's so crazy, my friends, is my mom passed away at 54 of a heart attack unexpectedly. So chest pain, 54, I'm like connecting dots. I'm, you know, just don't ever Google your symptoms because you're just going to die. Like that's just the fact of the matter. You're dying or you're fine. That's what it says on Google. So everything led to the fact that I absolutely should do something about this. So finally, finally, I, I, my daughter said, I will be so mad at you if you die. So can you please just go to the ER? And so she said, I'll take you. Okay. So I looked at my man, Bob, and, and I said, 
will you come? Will you be taking me to the hot to the emergency room? Because of course I waited all day. I waited all day to talk about the fact that I didn't want to cancel any of my coaching calls and I made these commitments and and so rather I would just go at 8 p.m. at night. So my man said, Well, why do you need me? Well, because you're my husband would be a really good answer. So my daughter said, What kind of man doesn't take her his wife to the emergency room? My man. My man did not want to take me, but my friends, he did end up taking me and I hurried up to get to the emergency room. And guess what? I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited and here I am. So anyway, the deal is as we enter into the Advent season, we get to pray like it depends on God and stop acting like it depends on us. We get to pray like it depends on him and stop acting like it as any dependence upon us. See, when we think it's on us, we show up in a place of pride. When we know God is coming and we anticipate and we wait and we know it's going to be great, we sit in this beautiful place of humility, knowing who we are and who we're not, and knowing who God is. And it's such a beautiful place of peace and love and joy and hope during the wait. I love that. Okay, so my friends, wait. Definition of wait is to confidently expect. So those of you who work with me have worked really hard to remove all expectations. And so in this case, we're rewinding and unlearning that to relearn that you can absolutely have expectations of God because he is who he says and he does what he says he will do. And so as he's waiting For us, we wait for him. As he's waiting, we're waiting. To look patiently as we're hoping, expecting, and longing for Jesus to come in ways that we cannot even imagine. See, sometimes we think of this as a dreadful obligation The holidays, I don't know many people who at the end of the holidays say that it was the greatest thing ever. I know a lot of people who it's the most difficult time for them. The holidays are a really difficult time for people to find hope and love and joy and peace. See, it's not a major retail event. It is a significant emotional event where God sent his son so we could be one with him. So when we talk about waiting, we wait with great anticipation. See, God's time is not our time. Sometimes we think God is not on time. We think maybe his watch broke and he needs a new battery. The truth is God's timing is always perfect timing. And when we trust that, we can be like Joseph who waited 13 years or Abraham who waited 25 years, or Moses who tended sheep for 40 years, unlike all of them, our wait is going to be a whole lot shorter. So my friends, this, re- this retail season is not a retail season. It is a season about Jesus, who is the reason for every and all season, especially Advent. So my wish for you is hope and joy and love and peace today and every day. Merry Christmas and God bless. So may this Advent season be a time of preparation with great anticipation, hoping in the Lord, 
loving, joyful, peaceful. Thanks for listening to this episode of Journey with Judy. To learn more about Judy's coaching ministry, receive a complimentary session, and other services she offers, visit judyhair.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And remember, it's never too late to be who God called you to be. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at CatholicSingles.com.